0: Right, um we finally got him. This is the uh Russell Parkey uh podcast and we finally got Mr. Peter Thomson to do a podcast with us and we're very excited about that. And we've got Edward's microphone there, Peter.
1: I'm very excited to be here.
0: Oh great. He's a natural, isn't he? Um <laughs> anyway, we uh we're just gonna talk a lot of rubbish and hopefully it's been recorded. if it, if it, it says it's been recorded. But um, if it's not, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm going to take these biscuits, and you take your biscuits, and um, we've got two biscuits, and let me describe the scene. We are in Catford, and we are in the garden. The sun is out. We're on a table. This table and the chairs and the benches were made in Australia, uh, Melbourne, and um, they were transported here, but, but never mind that. We're sitting at the table, and it's very nice. And uh, we've got Peter Thompson with us, and we're very excited about that. Peter, welcome.
1: Thank you very much, Simon. <laughs> nice to see you again.
0: And, um, I hear sounds from next door. There's Jean and Mick next door, but they may be they may join in the podcast on, later on. Anyway, Peter, tell us about. We'll go back to square one. You were born in nineteen what forty
1: forty nine.
0: 49. Okay. And um, where were you born, Peter?
1: I I was born on the Isle of Sheppey. Oh, on the Isle of
0: Sheppey. Oh, in
1: okay. Minster Hospital. Oh, were
0: really? you? Oh,
1: right. Okay. So I believe, anyway.
0: Okay. Okay. Very nice. And uh, your mother was obviously there at the time.
1: <laughs> uh, in body, not in mind, I don't think. I think okay. she was um, very seriously ill when I was born. Oh, okay. My, my father was given the choice. Oh. The doctor said, "Would you like to save your wife or your baby?" Really? Give he was he was given that choice. I think Terrible good. choice to be given. Yeah. So he he chose my mother naturally.
0: Yeah. So so. So you should be dead.
1: I should be indeed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my start in
0: life. <laughs> right. Okay. Well you're very much an IP I was probably
1: blue when I was born
0: yeah
1: because I was underweight I was premature
0: premature yeah yeah okay and you probably weighed... like, the,
1: like the marines first in first out you
0: know. and you and you weighed about four pounds or something <laughs> I, don't, I wasn't that's a, not far off I think I was about that yeah well we're very glad that you made it Peter and your mother made it and um, we're glad you made it to calendar road today for this podcast
1: yeah, yeah. I'm parked up the road
0: yeah, so um, I know Peter through uh, the Catford Wanderers Tennis Club. It's a sports club actually, but we play tennis there. That's how I know Peter, and I also know Peter because we used to turn up together to the rehab sessions, didn't we? Uh,
1: this is for the cardiac. Yeah. Just, cardi- just, cardi- just, rehab. Yeah. just so the listeners don't get confused and think we were both druggers or something. Yeah. It?
0: Yeah. And. Um, that was run by Dave, wasn't it? It Dave, was, yeah, in, yeah. At the, um, and
1: they stopped there now, which I think yeah. is a great shame, you know.
0: Well, the sports <laughs> centre we used to do our sessions at was the uh, BP. Hang on, the Bridge Leisure. The Bridge,
1: centre, Bridge here. Yeah. Previously, yeah, yeah. been
0: a BP sports centre, and uh, had a massive gymnasium there, and it used to be about twelve of us turn up, and it was uh, it was good fun.
1: It's very good fun, and you, you get to know the people, and yeah. um, I, I think it encourages a lot of people to go along. I know it did me. I, I, I sort of yeah. went and did more exercise and relevant exercise than I would have done. I mean, yeah. tennis is is great, yeah. But the the exercises really were cardio based and pushed you in that direction. Yeah, they worked your heart and uh, uh, with some music as well. And there's a lot of banter, a lot of good fun. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I, I don't think they're going to carry on. Well, I, I think, but well, yeah, well, uh, I'd like to see if they, I'd I, I love them to carry on, because I think they're such a good thing.
0: Yeah, well, they should come back, yeah. They're
1: such a good thing, but yeah. I think
0: the bridge, as a sports centre, has been closed down. I has it? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't it, know that. As we speak, it, is, it no. is closed, Is shut. Now, I don't know if it's going to reappear or what, but... I mean, I would say that it's never been, I mean, I, I did actually go there when it was a BP Sports Centre. And I I have been a sort of occasional visitor yeah. over the years since Lewisham Council took it over. And, you know, you can see it's not busy. It's never been busy. And you always wonder, are they losing a lot of money? keeping this open you know oh, I, I think
1: I, I, I suspect there must have been yeah yeah I so, so yeah.
0: I don't think I mean if it was if it had been a great money spinner with loads of functions and bars and and sports stuff going on um you know you could understand why it would there'd be pressure to open it up again but sadly I don't think there is that pressure that's that's my own personal view but um, we'll see we'll see
1: I, I think in business, in in retail, it's not exactly retail, but its location matters so much. Yeah, and I don't think the bridge was uh, or is, in fact, located. Yeah. Very conveniently for a lot of people. Well,
0: it's in Kangley King, Bridge Road. Yeah. Which is, it is a dead end, <laughs> isn't it? I mean,
1: yeah yeah.
0: Uh, it, you know you drive down K- Bridge Road and you come to the end of it and you can't get anywhere else <laughs> no that's right so it is a one way just an industrial it's not somewhere you pass by but but that's good in that I suppose people who who have functions like to make a load of noise so it's good from that point of view yeah you could you could you could have a band and stuff and you know ele- electronic devices making sound and um you would be all right there. I think. I
1: think it was very popular when Squash was popular. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately I think the councils mainly the council killed off Squash to yeah. a very big degree by being very petty over the charging and things like this. Yeah. And um putting the charges up and uh, of course people have the idea, well, you know, somebody playing once a week can afford four pounds or whatever it is and between two of you. But the reality is that if you you know you're playing a lot of squash you you you're using more court time than that yeah and um some of the better players did and it that encouraged more people mm. so so the court the courts were always full i mean booking a court in the bridge or a, any leisure center was yeah. was very um uh very hard you had to get on the phone at the right time and you know struggle to get your court yeah and um basically the council killed it off yeah by being yeah, being stupid to be honest so,
0: so you charging too council,
1: much yeah yeah no, no well not just the councils but so I think you clubs
0: see, squash as a sport used to be much more popular
1: it was the actually. most popular sport in the UK at one point Was it It even overtook angling which is absolutely amazing angling fishing yeah. was the was the most popular thing for a long long time yeah. and um, it was overtaken by squash the squash mm. we, and we were number one in the world, you know yeah, and it was just so downplayed as a sport, so sad. and I think there's all this nonsense about heart attacks and things, and any sport you know will result in in heart attacks mm. if if pursued to the, the nth degree yeah and um you know humans can push themselves like that and and squash i I don't believe was statistically any worse than any other sport yeah. you know? so there's all this fuss about you know old men getting on the court or middle aged men and pushing themselves to do harm Yeah. and I'm sure there was some truth in that but um, that yeah. side of the problem that side of the sport was uh, very damaging to it uh, along with the this issue issue of pricing it out Yeah. and yeah. and the clubs were just as bad I mean the um, I, I I played at Sydney. Yeah. Played squash at Sydney. And Sydney um, Sydney Tennis Club. Yeah. yeah. Sydney Sports Club. So tennis,
0: squash, uh, and racquetball as well. You used to play. Yeah, fun. and croquet. And croquet.
1: Yeah, yeah. and um, I think I did all all. Of <laughs> but um, but certainly they they were putting the prices of the courts up at. at um, at that club and uh, I sort of advised people at that time look this is a bad idea you're going to drive people away and um, they had a very big um, squash section at that time only two courts but a lot of members in squash and I I, I went away on contract I lost touch with them with with the club and uh, a couple of years later their membership had halved halved you know and and and, and the people running it, their, their attitude is, oh, well, you know, they're rich businessmen, they could afford it. But yeah. it's not all the people that play squash are rich businessmen. No. Probably most aren't. Yeah. And if you, if you are uncompetitive with other sports, yeah, people are going to move on. And once they've moved on, yeah. and Maggie, my wife, makes a very good point, once you've changed a habit, it it's hard to get it back again. Yeah. So once you change... The habit of people going to the high street yeah they're not going to go back again yeah you know yeah. because they used to buying on the internet yeah other ways of shopping yeah and you you, you, you um take away that um custom mm. uh, very much to your detriment really
0: yeah well so anyway so Lewisham Council,
1: hobby horse, sorry. It's
0: okay. (laughs) Lewisham Council doesn't come out of this very well, but, you know, in defense of Lewisham Council, I mean, habits have changed. I can remember, you know, back in the 70s and 80s and stuff, people used to say, oh, I play squash. Do you want to play squash? Do you want a game of squash? You know, it was kind of a a thing that everybody, a lot of people used to do. And they it used to be seen as keeping fit, and it was involved in that. Now, since those, those times, we've had all these gymnasiums and and workstations and stuff coming. Well, and yes, people go there and they think they're getting fit by lifting weights. And yes, like that. yes,
1: yeah. and 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 it's. Uh, I, I don't think there's, um, well, for me, certainly, as much enjoyment in in a gym. You know, you're just treading, treading one place on a machine. It's not, you know, a sport is much more interesting to keep fit with. And, and tennis is a very good sport to keep fit. Mm. Tennis is, tennis and squash. Tennis may be better than squash, in fact, because um, it's slightly less, slightly less rigorous. So for a lot of people, you can play tennis a lot longer than you can squash, for instance. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yes, I mean, I mean, the argument... Came in with the leisure centers uh, certainly leisure centers more than class but leisure centers well we can put more people on the squash court you know we could put 20 people on the squash court 10 people on the squash court and get a lot more money for it
0: mm.
1: well you know it's not all about money is it no and 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 uh, it's all very well saying trends has changed you can say, you can same for the high street you can say well people no longer shop on the high street because they've gone to the internet but it's not true you know if you put the rates up and drive the business away yeah and and you you charge an enormous amount for parking and and so and people whereas the one time would have gone and had a coffee and had a meal yeah and in a relaxed way and you have this impromptu um shopping yeah um Impulsive, not important. I'm not well, sure the word I'm looking for, but yeah. But I mean, but, t- but, but yeah. by removing that, that you know, this is the thing that's caused it's not the internet, not it's not people going on the internet yeah, yeah. that's caused the demise of the high street. Yeah, it's the, the high rates and the no car parking. And it's yeah. all very well being doctrinaire and anti car parking,
0: but I, I would agree with you, Peter. Think of, the, think of the trade, you know. In fact, if you Catford Centre Catford Shopping Centre when i used to work for um Lewisham 2000 which was a multidisciplinary group of people who had got 6 million pound grant right. and they were kind of um making improving lewisham town centre i seem to remember that uh, at one stage lewisham had been a bigger centre than Bromley now these days Bromley is a much bigger shopping centre, much bigger town centre than Lewisham, but things you know didn't used to be like that. You know, we're probably going back fifty years, but
1: no, 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 uh, only really 20, 20, 20 years, years. Okay. twenty years maybe. But but Lewisham was yes, it was a very very big centre. Yeah, they had the market, there are lots of shops there, very vibrant centre. Yeah, the
0: market, the market's always been thriving as it is today.
1: But the shops as well, yeah. you know, very very thriving centre.
0: They did have in the sort of seventies and eighties. I think they had a lot of problem. They had crime in the car parks, and um, people it was saw it as a place to, um, you know, for crime, and um, you know a lot of people used to sort of come down from Blackheath and the shop there and stuff and. I've got a, I've got a funny story actually for you about the army and navy store, which I've got to tell you at the minute. Okay. And uh, but definitely, Lewisham. You wouldn't go to Lewisham, you know. The, the rich people of Blackheath don't any longer go to Lewisham town centre. I,
1: I think I think Lewisham was always, uh, or used to be rather, yeah, uh, fairly down market. And, yeah that's reflected in the goods that the shops sell as well. So I oh, think wow. Bromley's always had a slight edge and advantage from a retail point of view yeah. From for that reason. It's, it's more upmarket and more people probably want to shop there. You know, yeah. uh, everyone. Um, so it, it has the, that advantage, but also Croydon was an, an enormous and very highly successful shopping centre. Oh, yeah. and, and the camp car parking restrictions on car parking um, completely decimated the the shopping the the center
0: really yeah so
1: you know absolutely absolutely crazy absolutely crazy
0: you know i drove we drove through croydon because we were going to west sussex to visit our friend chris and of course now during this covid crisis Croydon, croydon is absolutely deserted and it's got loads of huge office blocks very high and they're all shut down but maybe maybe, maybe they'll come back but i mean croydon...
1: probably get converted into housing
0: now historically when croydon was a kind of new town wasn't it was that after was that when was it built when those when was croydon town center built those big tall buildings and stuff when was when, when did it all happen um, that uh,
1: I couldn't tell you exactly but but I do know I mean I lived in Rygate for yeah quite a while and came through Croydon and up to Croydon yeah yeah um and there were big buildings then you know so, then, you, so you're talking about talking, 40 50 years ago
0: are we, are we talking about the 60s yeah
1: certainly. so they were there the, but was it after the second world war or I, I I don't really know. I think the 60s were, were yeah, um, quite big for Croydon in, you know, the office blocks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so we'll have
0: to do our research and actually. Know, and,
1: uh, actually, actually, I should also make make my view on cars clear and and cycling and stuff like that. I'm yeah. I'm very much a you know pro cycling. I think it's yeah. you know excellent and I like to see people walking and cycling and playing sports. So um, you know, promoting cycling and walking, I think is. Is very good, and the councils yes. do that, which is great. And,
0: and Peter, didn't you once bicycle from London to Brighton? I did,
1: yes. Did. <laughs> I, that's
0: right. I remember that. You told me that. Yeah.
1: That was in on the Father's Day um, charity ride for um, uh, the British Heart Foundation.
0: Okay. Okay. So it um, wasn't that long ago you did this.
1: No, no, I was I was in my sixties. Wow. So um, I trained for it. Um, I bought a bike for five five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, it, it was it was uh, down towards Horsham. I bought it from because okay. I, I don't know why that that is just advertised at five pounds. And I went down with my wife, and this thing was hanging up in the garage. It was incredibly dirty. I I got back and uh, washed it off with a hose pipe, and then and then uh, went over it with a, um, a steam. Okay you know steam thing and um got it all clean and then all lit up and it was fine fine for training okay. there's nothing wrong with the bike at all I, I think the gear slipped a bit but it was you know it's, for my purposes it was
0: well, well, it done, was great Peter.
1: and then a friend of mine loaned me or gave me uh, like a racing bike okay. which is the bike i actually used and unfortunately I, I, um somebody knocked me off the bike yes and uh, i ended up um dislocated shoulder
0: that's right. I remember the but, story. But
1: I, I still carried on and got to Brighton.
0: With your dislocated shoulder.
1: <laughs> well, well, I got, uh, no, I didn't cycle all the way. But I, um, I was taken. The um, I think the ambulance picked some of us up and and um, <laughs> <laughs> took us there. Well, took you to Brighton, did they?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. And w- it? With
1: the bike, and I, and I actually finished. I did actually finish the race or race <laughs> the ride on my bike. So really? it's a, so I carried on riding. I was riding on my bike and, and crossed the line and got my right. uh, I got a medal for doing it
0: with, with your broken shoulder. And and, and
1: I, yeah, just yeah, it. Yeah, I had done most most of the ride. So it was, it was towards the end of the ride. I dislocated my shoulder. Yeah.
0: Can I now? Can I take you back? Can we go back to the Army Navy Store in Lewisham?
1: If you want to, yeah. And my
0: friend, <laughs> who I was just talking to <laughs> on the phone on the phone yesterday, his name is Chris Hare. Yes, please. And what's he do? Oh he's um well he's a he's a clown. And he's also <laughs> he does memory memory man stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what he's up to. So he's about sixty-four, so um yeah, hopefully he's something soon. Youngster, yeah. Yeah, and he was telling me about this, that and the other and um, and he's going off on a cruise of the uh I think the British Isles soon with his dad and his dad's uh, a young, 92 years young, and um anyway, that was quite interesting. Anyway, Chris, when I knew him, well, let's sort of try and put a year on this. Um he's, Anyway, so I, I think I met him about 1981 or something like that. Anyway, we're going, can I take you back to the sort of, mid 80s mid mid 1980s Mm -hmm. and chris hare is he wanted to be a comedian so he wanted to uh do that as a a job and the thing is if he did if he did 10 shows four of them would be fantastic four of them would be average and two of them would be very poor (laughs) <laughs> okay so but he kept he's very focused and he kept battling away he wanted to be a comedian and he's and he was very friendly with um Stuart Littlewood who at the time managed Cannon and a ball and Max Boyce mm. and people like that
1: You're good names
0: and anyway and and in, in the he always I knew him because we worked on the holiday centers mm. holiday camps and that's how I I bumped into it. and he would would go back to doing that in the summer. You know, he worked in various places on the south coast and stuff like that. And um, in the winter, he would be he would, he would he would be with Cannonball and with Max Boyce, but he'd be selling the merchandise. So they would go around theatres around the country, and Chris Chris Hare would be selling the merchandise, and he was. You know, he was pretty loud and stuff, and fairly organised and fairly honest. Well, honest, so um, he was a good man to have. And of course, merchandise is a big seller, isn't it? You know, yeah, t-shirts and trinkets and this, that, and the other. Yeah, yeah. So you can see that. And um, and I think in those days, you know, people used to buy tapes of the show. You know, this is before the internet, really.
1: Actually, they still do. Yeah, you know, if you go to something like the old the sixties, okay. which my wife and I do, okay, with with friends, you but know, you, still on sale, are they? and and this, st- it's amazing, <laughs> you, know, you know, you get the one BG <laughs> 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 and things like this. So, but it's great fun, and they they're still selling CDs and S- stuff, so st- okay. uh, and and memorabilia, and you know, yeah, they're
0: still on sale Okay, At, that's in,
1: in Croydon, Fairfield Halls, we've yes, been yeah. a few times here. Which
0: has been redone.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's been done
1: up, isn't it? And that's, been a, that's been a disaster as well. But anyway, another, well, another, story, another story.
0: Croydon no. Council, as we speak, well, are are bankrupt. The whole council's
1: gone. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't surprise me. that You know, they've been... It doesn't surprise me.
0: Yeah. Anyway, can I get back to my story? You can, of course, yeah. Right. Well, he was... Um, so, yeah, I think I've given you a picture of him, In the, you know, in the summers he was working on in holiday centres, and in the winters he was kind of doing the merchandise for, you know, Cannonball or Max Boyce or whoever. Anyway, <coughs> my, another friend of mine, a chap who's, whose professional name is AJ Marriott, whose real name is Alan Johnson, <laughs> he's, he's alive and well as you anyway, speak. He said to and and he he was living in Tilbury at the time, Tilbury on Thames, and he said to Chris Hare, he said, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm going to have to do AJ's Lancashire accent. He said, uh, Chris, the thing is, why don't you do these kiddie shows? These agents keep on at me to do kiddie shows. I say I don't want to do it, but I can get you lots of work doing kiddie shows. You know, if you want to do that, Chris. Um, anyway, so. And Chris Hare took him up on it. He started doing a few kids' shows. Anyway. Sounds fun. Yeah, he was absolutely brilliant at it, and he hit the the, the, the ground running, and he got loads of work, and he was doing, you know, at a good price, and he was doing shows all over the place, including to, I think, a young Prince Harry and, and wills and stuff, you know. Wow! And and Mick Jagger's children and all sorts. No, no, he was. He's made it. He was going for it. He it. <laughs> but he, but he was. He spent years with his dream, mm-hmm. and he, and he was so focused he wouldn't wouldn't be put off it. But but my friend AJ put him on that road to doing kids shows, and clown shows. You know, he was obviously he's just a clown and stuff, and um, and that was really successful for him. Anyway the point of this story at the Army and Navy store in Lewisham is oh,
1: <laughs> I've got all about that—is
0: <laughs> before he kind of before H. A. gave him this uh, steer towards kid shows he he was he was at, he was a bit out of work you know in the, in the interim in the winters. anyway, one of the things he did was he would get work in department stores demonstrating gear to sell you know that was mm-hmm. and that suited him suited his you know outgoing personality and stuff anyway he went to the army and navy store in lewisham selling selling jewelry <laughs> which was presumably a of rubbish but um, you, know, I, you know i don't know but anyway he was doing that And he would—he took on a persona. I mean, he's he's somebody whose his father used to be uh, a manager for Woolworths, and had worked all over the country. So Chris Hare had a sort um, of—you know—didn't have a definite accent, but he kind of had a general generalised accent. Hmm. Anyway, for this work in Lewisham, Army and Navy Store, he put on this kind of Cockney persona. So he was, going, oh, great. <laughs> he was saying things, all right, ladies and gentlemen, he's had like a sort of market stall
1: mentality. You
0: know what, ladies and gentlemen, I can offer you some lovely, lovely jewellery Yeah, It's very good for you. I'll shoot you. Shoot you, madam, over there. Yeah. Lovely trinkets and stuff. Uh, come and try. And, you know, this was his kind of... Um... Tell
1: t- an interesting story about jewellery when you finish.
0: Okay, okay. Okay, you've got another one. If you... Well, I hope it's not as boring as this story. Anyway, <laughs> he... You've got the picture. He was doing this Cockney persona to sell this jewellery. Anyway, the manageress of the floor, some floor manageress, took him aside one day and said to him, that's not really our sort of... Um, that's not the way we project ourselves here. We are the Army and Navy, and we, we like to put on a bit of a special um, performance, you know, for our... For our um, Shoppers, you know, we are we are a bit more refined than, than you're coming across as. And anyway, so Chris Hare he got really angry about this, telling off and telling. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so his his reaction was to in fact put on a very posh accent. So he then started selling his shirt, and he was doing this as a, as a kind of to hit back at the, at the poor woman who told him to to you know.
1: But it was very successful, wasn't it?
0: Anyway, this is the joke. So he would start saying, Oh, well, this is lovely, Jordan. Come and try this bracelet, brother. it's absolutely suits you down to the ground. It's very nice, and
1: give you,
0: it'll give you a touch of past, which of course you've got already. And blah, blah blah. Anyway, he was doing all this and he was taking out his anger, you know, putting on, putting on his, this posh persona. Anyway, this is the joke. The joke was the he, sales of this jewelry went well, up 300. <laughs> percent. <up 300%. laughs> he, <was, laughs> he was stuck with doing this posh persona. <laughs> oh, yes, madam. Oh, love it. Oh, that's it really suits you. That uh, that bracelet. Oh, that jewelry. It's marvellous. <laughs> you know, he, he was he was stuck. <laughs> he was stuck with that persona, and, and the joke that's, a,
1: that's a good story.